my god, we are back for another weekly exciting episode of Bevelations, Cocktails and Conversations with Billy's Most Fabulous. It's me, Bev. Hello. We are in week 75 of quarantine. We have a fabulous episode for you today. Today we have someone that you know, you love, you tolerate. I know I do. We have the fabulous Ms. Onyx Ondix coming to us all the way from Massachusetts where she's quarantining with her family. Um, we have a fun little podcast. We talk about her uh, starting drag. Uh, we talk about our favorite um music videos we talk about our thoughts on drag families it's a fun little kiki if you like the podcast please go ahead and hit that subscribe button we are releasing new episodes every week you don't want to miss any of them if you love the podcast you can also send me a dollar or two on venmo at it's bev bitch we are producing this for fun and for free just to add some levity during these difficult times go ahead and tip a bitch a dollar or two to keep the lights on sit back relax and enjoy this episode all right we are here with another exciting episode as always i'm joined by my partner in crime the one the only thank god veronica von Vandervon, aka jatemish aka jeremiah how are you hey i'm good and do i sound better this time you sound so crisp and clear i love it and today's special guest is the one and only, my favorite idiot drag superstar, goth princess, human pin cushion, and Philadelphia's 19th best Lady Gaga impersonator. You'll never be Stephanie Steele. Make some noise for Onyx on <laughs> Noise! Clapping! Oh my goodness. Oh my so goodness. Coming in all the way from the studio audience. Hello. Hello, Onyx. How are you? Oh, I am here. I'm alive. And you're two are the first two gay people I spoke to in a month. <laughs> where, where I am so sorry. <laughs> where are you joining us from uh, the magic of the internet? I am all the way from beautiful Marion, Massachusetts. Um, it is right near Cape Cod. And there's a lot of boats. Is that where you're from say. originally? It is where I'm from originally. Yeah, it is. Um, it's something. It's something. <laughs> I'm going to say that sounds like a lot of rich white people. <laughs> it is. It is. And my poor ass family, we snuck in. So we <laughs> we uh, are. You went, you went home because of uh, coronavirus? I did. I did. And I thought it was only going to be two weeks, like the government said. So I've been, uh, you know, the trick where you wear your underpants <laughs> once and then you fold them inside out. And that's another wear. And then you turn them around. And that's a third okay, wear. You brought, and you, I've seen your, I've seen your, um, you've been doing a lot of online content. You brought one wig with you. <laughs> I did. I did she's, the, but, she's the hardest working girl in show business that wig she is that wig has gone through a lot though she is really holding down the fort over here i did find like one little pink wig from like halloween that is just <laughs> a little a little britney spears uh circa it is it is and my parents like why can't you wear that one i was like it's the density and the lack of lace that's concerning to me <laughs> <laughs> jeremiah are you still there yeah, I'm still here. Um, okay. I, Onyx talking about her wigs made me think about the wig okay. I'm going to bring um, that I'm working and on right for now. Those, for those listening at home, it wouldn't be a podcast that we didn't have technical difficulties. So this is like our third time starting this. So I just want to make sure that we didn't drop you, uh, Jeremiah. All right. Nope, so here. Onyx, um, so for those who don't know who you are, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. 
A little bit about little old me. Well, my name is Onyx on Dicks. Um, I am a goth spooky bitch. Um, Your contestant number three in evening gown tonight, Onyx on... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my evening gown is made out of meat. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's made you out are of not meat. Lady Gaga. Shut up. <laughs> um, I'm the 19th Philadelphia she personator, She is. She's right apparently. behind Alice in Wonderland and... Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think she's doing a lot of dope we'll right that now, out. but we'll see. Yes. So anyways, um, you were saying. Yeah, so I'm kind of a, you know, if you haven't seen me, I'm a spooky bitch. My motto is, if the audience is laughing, crying, or throwing up, I've done my job. And I like to hopefully hit them with all three. Perfect. I was going to say, is it equal parts, or is it like, it's like 30%, 30%, 30%, or like 60, 40, 20? <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah, all so those strong. numbers don't make any sense in my head, but yeah. <laughs> And how long have you been doing drag? Uh, I'm going on four years. I think I'm about three and a half. I got a lovely, um, like, remember when on Instagram that I started yeah. Drag Wars three years ago. Yeah, that good, old, that good old time hop uh, is, a nice, <sighs> is a nice kick in the teeth every so often where you're like, oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, I'm like, we have lived, laughed, and most importantly, learned. <laughs> that, is, that all, is that on a plaque in your kitchen right now? Live, laugh, learn? It is, it is, it is. <laughs> so, um, where does the name Onyx on Dicks come from? Oh, okay. So, I started at an old show, you might remember, called Drag Arena. Oh. At the old, yeah, it was my first time performing, and I remember I had duct tape on my nipples, and I just kind of tied a bunch of pearls to my chest, and I was like, I'm going to be spooky and dark, so I'm going to be Onyx. And I went out, I did the show, I did God Awful, I did This Kiss by Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, okay. <laughs> and then my friend was like, you need a last name. And we had uh, previously smoked a marijuana cigarette beforehand. And he thought it'd be funny. He was like, it should be Onyx on Dicks. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're mine. So that night I told everyone it was Onyx on Dicks. Woke up in the morning, was like, fuck. I'm stuck with that. And here we are. <laughs> That's I mean, funny. you could be like me or anybody any of the other number of drag queens that have changed their name 17 times yeah i thought about it i remember one time pie came up to me and was like i hate your name and i was like go fuck yourself pie pie gives a lot of i love him to death uh but pie gives like the most like either backhanded compliments or just like the most like direct critique that you didn't ask for like one yeah. time were, like having a full-on conversation and pie just looks at me and goes i love your makeup it's so like easily deconstructed i was like thanks <laughs> <laughs> literally i was like what the fuck does brain. that mean he's like you take like the most direct way to things i really like it i was like okay thanks <laughs> well you're picking the direct route for a foot in your fucking AKA, ass <laughs> makeup, and i can easily recreate it perfect yeah, i think it was actually you said that to me when um the psych his cycle of drag wars their cycle of drag wars they did um there was like dressed like bev knight and uh they were all trying to figure out. Oh my God. Yeah. That was the roast of Bev. Yeah. Oh. So I was trying to remember the first time I ever saw you. And I believe it was, uh, the first night that you did. Uh, it was then called miss everything. At, oh yeah. At the old taboo, uh, produced illustriously by he who shall not be named. 
Um, <laughs> and I just remember, I was like, who is this queen in a Sherryel wig with like, <laughs> <laughs> you had like, you had cut the lace, but it wasn't like cut enough. So you had like a solid, like two inch band of lace on your forehead. Oh, I left the good, like, I remember I like trimmed the edge. I was like, this is right. <laughs> we were like, who is that? Who is that poor baby that is wearing that wig without cutting her lace? Wearing like a wig way too expensive for what my drag was. Yeah. I had no business Aww. wearing and that wig. Your, like, wasn't your promo photo for that in like a big like feathered headdress? It was. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "What the fuck Where is the this? Fuck did you get a feathered headdress?" Oh, so um, this is a fun tale. So my dad works at a prep school, and hence why I have uh, been able to invade the rich here in my hometown and live amongst them. And I occasionally like to journey into the costume room and just see what they have. <laughs> and just steal shit. And, and make some long-term borrows is what I say. <laughs> and they had like all this like carnival headdresses and back pieces, um, which I now have every single one. They don't have those anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one by one, they've all disappeared. Yeah. I was like, oh, these are lit. And this, I knew the girl that made them. And she was like, yeah, these are garbage. I fucking hate them. They're trash. I was like, oh. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're like, make another one. I'll take this one off your hands. Yes, oh, they're incredible. And then um, you went on to do uh, Drag Wars, where you had the best mentor ever. I did. I did. Um, Who was her mentor? Josh. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't say his name. Um, Ariana yeah. Von Watt. No. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, I was Team Bev, and uh, we we had a pretty which good cycle, run there. Which cycle were you? Cycle eight, uh, Zafira's cycle. That's right. That was the like, one where y'all had to dress in like togas, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a weird one. I remember um, they all kind of just fucking blend together. They, I don't even. That cycle went. I remember it was April thirteenth to August, like August twentieth, and that's when it was weekly. So oh, that period yeah. of my life is just kind of a blur. <laughs> yeah. These bitches nowadays, like these, like, obviously it's on hold now because, because of COVID, but, um, oh, whose pussy is here? Mine. I'm trying to make her go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, these new, these like last cycles, these girls will like wait to the last fucking minute. And then like, they've had a month and a half and they come out on stage with like some shit they threw together back in five minutes. I'm like, y'all had a month and a half literally to do it when it was like literally every single week for six months. And, and the challenge was like, you need to make an entire outfit using only ceramic plates <laughs> and you have exactly. to be a Greek goddess and your performance is Winifred Sanderson only on acid. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when I did all stars, we had to do our sewing challenge was we had to, we were given a, a cartoon character. I was given Angelica from the Rugrats. We had uh, to do a, a bathing suit, a cocktail dress, an evening gown and like, uh, realness quote unquote like an actual costume from the cartoon for ourselves and one other character from the cartoon as well all sewn from scratch in one week I'm like that's like five outfits sewn from scratch <laughs> in one week and these and cunts are like I don't know what to do for Daisy Ducks so I'm just gonna buy something from Amazon I'm like you yeah okay. literally like that I remember my probably like least favorite well maybe favorite challenge was 
we had to do the we had to make over someone from Stonewall. Oh my god, and, I remember that. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> and, do, and do a fairy tale. And um And you had you had tall Mike, right? <laughs> I had, yeah, who was about seven and a half feet tall. He's literally he seven foot two, yeah. <laughs> and we had to make them over too. Um but <laughs> and he made a dress out of Stonewall shirts, right? <laughs> he made a dress out of Stonewall shirts. We did Jack and the Bean song. <laughs> And you you climbed down from the second floor on a fire escape, like mobile fire escape ladder. It was the coolest fucking thing I think I'd ever seen. And what was his drag name? Oh my God, I don't even remember. I think it was just like Big Mike or something. No, it was like like Bigfoot or Sasquatch or something. Oh, yes. yes. Sasha Squatch. That's what it was. Sasha (laughs) Squatch. That's a good drag name. It was. And I just remember uh, we had to make them over too, like do their makeup. Um, but at the time, my good friend Ariel Lagrande wasn't doing anything that night. So I called it a favor, just had her do it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I could say that now. Yeah. <laughs> we won't we won't revoke your non-winning of Drag Wars. My rudder up plays. Oh my no. gosh. When did you do the the Kesha performance? Because that I still have finding glitter. You mean my iconic Kesha moment that yeah. solidified my seat in the award winning show Diva Royale. <laughs> I was gonna say her award winning <laughs> Kesha performance that she still does weekly with whatever she has in her bag at the time. Literally. Okay, so, <laughs> so Onyx Onyx reached out to a, a couple people to like flash mob this Kesha number and forty five people to be exact. Okay, yes, 45. And so, like, I, I, I was one lucky one of them. And I, like, sat there and just practiced and practiced and practiced and, like, became the unofficial dance captain because I ended up being in the middle on the stage when we bum-rushed the stage. So everyone was following me. And Onyx was like, hey, can you catch me in a trust fall at the end of the number? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Well, the number is coming to an end. And it's it's a great number. And she looks at me. And it's this just this you know what I'm about to do. And it wasn't a trust fall. So she jumped into my lap and I like had to catch her and like spin around <laughs> like mid, like not practiced. And then I was literally covered in glitter for like- Yes, yeah, because I, I had previously coated my body with Vaseline and glitter beforehand. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and that was like right when we were all losing our shit over the song Praying, right? Like that was like- It was. When the album first came out. So we were all like, ah! It was, oh. Oh my gosh. But that's time. not my first memory of Onyx. My first memory of Onyx is as a shot boy at a bar that no longer exists, walking around with Andrew Christians asking if you would like to buy a shot for a dollar. Wow, how far I've come. <laughs> also also go part-time go-go boy. You've worked yes, your way the up side. the ladder and now it's a different bar, but it's the same building. And now you get to walk around in crocs and tell other drag queens what to do. <laughs> My chemical romance crocs, to be precise. They're designer, darling. Are they? So yes. you're the assistant event manager at um, Taboo. How did you get I that am. illustrious job? Oh, I don't even know how it happened. I think um, I remember they were looking for someone when uh, someone else who will not be named yeah. had a, a step down. That's um, called Shitney Shin, anyways. Love that one. Yeah. Oh, man. I was about to say something, but I censored myself. Um, <laughs> you're um, on payroll i'm not so it's fine uh, well i used to be until well we yeah. won't get into that um <laughs> yeah so i think brandon reached out to me to apply and i applied obviously. previous podcast guest brandon roberts hello brandon 
Um, and it was just kind of got the job and it was really kind of just learning on our feet because we had both not done that and we were left with kind of a fucking mess um, that we are still cleaning up to this day. <laughs> you mean you I were just, left with a roster of shows given to all of her friends? Yeah, literally, I remember I looked at the uh, taboo calendar after um, Shitney Bin or whatever. <laughs> uh, Shitney Bin, that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, stepped down and I was like, why is Doom every single week on here and we have bingo at four in the morning? Because <laughs> it's gay. It's gay. Because it's gay, ma'am. Ma'am, um, it's gay. <laughs> it was just a disaster. But, you know, I think we've come a long Jeremiah way. Got real quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah still works with him sometimes. Ooh, I won't tell. I won't tell. Good thing this this won't be posted, so we won't. No, no we'll cut this all out and post. <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't. Yeah, so it's been, it's definitely been an adventure working there. I remember in the interview, they were like, "Do you have problems like telling people who you're friends with and work with what to do?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and do you get five million way. drag queens coming to you being like, "So I want to do this show, and I want to do." Yeah, we have like a list of probably about maybe like 85 to 100 show proposals. <laughs> yeah. So ooh, um, that's, a, that's a fun like segue. Like what's some of the criteria that goes into selecting one of those shows even for like a temporary basis? Because it seems like some shows come in, they're kind of tested and then they don't, you know, get picked up again. So I'm curious about what some of that, uh, like it has to be this and it's got to appeal to this. And then this is kind of the aesthetic. Like what, do, what are some of those? Um, yeah. So well, the, the biggest issue we face is uh, days in the week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cause there's so many, only so many days in the week and no one wants a monthly Tuesday show. Um, but we really just try, like we'll test things out. Like, okay. Like we have like an open spot on like a Thursday. We'll give you a night, see how it goes. If it goes well, then we'll like, make it bi-monthly and then make it monthly because when even when we took over there was already so many monthly shows like there was like bitch fest and house and Tricurious and all that stuff which some people it's funny they'll be like i can't believe you got that job and you put yourself in Tricurious and house <laughs> i was like bitch you're like i was already in those so shut the fuck up you literally um so we like yeah we'll try to like give shows just like a night just to see what they got see how they do see what kind of crowd they bring out and then go from there. But we understand it is hard. Like if we, if you do have a Tuesday night and then and you don't have like 200 people there, we're not like, what the hell? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a Tuesday in January and you're not packing the house. Like, <laughs> yeah. When, when they first moved to the new, um, the new taboo, my bitch fest show used to be the third weekend of the month. And then it got moved to the first Saturday. And I was like, I don't really care either way, but like, a lot of holidays fall on like the first weekend of the month, like 4th of July. And like a lot of times like Easter is the first weekend in April. I'm like, I don't want to be responsible if nobody fucking comes out on a holiday, but no, you've, you've oh, all yeah. been very supportive. Yeah. So we, and we I get have, my uh, money. I get my money every month. So it's fine. There you go. And you've been very flexible. And like that, there's going to be a bachelorette party on the third floor while this is going on. Right? It's about 300 people. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fine. Yeah. So, um, so I talked to about it a little bit in your intro. Mm -hmm. I called you a human pin cushion. So you have, um, 
incorporated started i don't know if you started or have you always incorporated like the sideshow elements you do the whole um flossing your nose uh I do, I do. gag uh, and uh, you staple you staple things to yourself what else do you do? eat weird shit yeah i eat a lot of gross stuff well i've always i like to like test my boundaries and uh see what it's a lot of it is to see what my i can put my body through while um still surviving and some of the most like my favorite uh performers are a lot of the sideshow performers like um scarlet storm and like rebel rabbit i love her i just think it's very fascinating i'll just watch sideshow videos like when people do blockhead and they put the nail through their nose yeah i'm like that's just crazy that the human body can do that um i will say the worst thing i ever put this old uh, sack of bones through was at my show hooked on onyx we did a segment called spill your guts or fill your guts oh yeah where i stole it from james gordon where you could either answer a question you might not want to answer or eat something gross and sitting before me was maria topcat and aloe vera my two drag moms and also sitting before me was a shot of ghost pepper extract Uh. and my question was um, your two drag mothers are before you, Aloe and Maria. Which one do you like best? <laughs> <clears throat> and if you know either of them, there's no right answer to that. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah, I, would I would choose Maria because Aloe will eventually get over it. Maria Topcat will hold a grudge until the end of time. You literally I like Maria will cut my Achilles heels. <laughs> but I know Aloe would be like, I know you said Maria, but I know you. Yeah. Okay. Um so I did that shot of ghost pepper extract and I'm pretty sure I like burned my stomach lighting off because I was on the floor in the dressing room for the remainder of the night. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, all those shows where it's like that. I just saw a commercial. There's a TV show now. It's called like, like I forget what it's called, but like they, it's a quiz show but they have to eat wings while they're doing it. Oh, they, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Progressively, they progressively make them hotter throughout the show so that people can't concentrate on the questions. I'm like, what? Like, we're literally in an episode of 30 Rock where Alec Baldwin is just trying to tank the network. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, who the fuck greenlit this show? This and, episode of Black Mirror sucks. <laughs> yes. Well, the thing I've realized is like heat and food, like, like, you know, stapling your body, putting needles to your face is one thing because it's like a, a pain that lasts until the needles out. But did like, someone mm-hmm. like teach you how to do those tricks or is it something you were just like, okay, well tonight I'm going to staple shit into my body and here goes. Um, so I remember I learned the staple trick cause I had to impersonate and uh, miss everything that, uh, that old tale. Uh-huh. I'd impersonate porcelain and she does like this uh, staple thing, but then I used a skin stapler, mm-hmm. which is like meant for your skin. Uh-huh. But the thing with that is it just doesn't have the flair of you holding up a staple gun <laughs> and then like putting that in the face. It just, and I remember I, I reached out to Scarlet Storm. It's a too. rusty old staple gun that you found upstairs in your dad's toolbox. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember uh, one time I've never had any issues with it. Besides, this is really fucking gross because everyone's like, how do you sanitize the staples? I was like, you can clean it all you want, but the second you put it through a dollar bill, it's dirty. Seriously. And one time I had this huge welt on my chest after I did it. 
and it was like there for a couple days and I was like what the fuck is this and it was like pussing and gross and bloody and I squeezed it and a piece of a dollar came out <laughs> <laughs> That's so didn't gross. you have like a, a giant like welt on your chest for like a month and a half yes and that happened that was at Thirsty Thursdays and we did like the Harry Potter thing and I remember I did my staple act as Bellatrix and immediately after I got off stage, I had like a golf ball size wealth on my chest. And I went over to Lady E and I was like, can you call your husband? He does something in medicine, right? <laughs> I used and to. And I John Bird was like, are you not doing your second number? <laughs> <laughs> I used to um, co-host um, Cameron Catastrophe used to do this show at um, Second Story Philly, which is above Club Risque down on the on the boulevard. And um she used to do this show called um, uh, Cameron Catastrophe's Collection of Curiosities, and it was a, a burlesque sideshow show. And then I was like the host um, as a drag queen. And during oh intermission, Cameron and um, Mc Reverend Mackenzie Moltov, who's a clown yes. uh, sideshow uh, burlesque performer, they would go out and get extra tips by letting people stay by the people would actually <laughs> staple the money to them. Um, oh, hell yeah. And they would do it like if it was just like a dollar, it would just go on like their arm or whatever. But it's like the higher the increment of dollar, the more like painful slash sensitive part of your body. If if you had a hundred dollar bill, you could literally staple it to one of their vaginas. Oh, yeah. I saw like I saw a show in West Virginia that did that. And, and I was just like their balls together. I can't. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even have one of those. And I can't imagine sticking a staple in it. So. Oh, maybe you can incorporate Yikes. that into your, your tip me number somehow. Yeah, exactly. I'll incorporate it into my Carly <laughs> Ray Jepsen tip me number. Yeah. You could, they wouldn't staple no, you. They I'll, would like, they would stab a stab no. a I will I will chest. incorporate a staple gun. I will threaten people with a staple gun that I will staple them unless they give me money. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Still side show. We'll count it. Right. And so what about the flossing your nose? Uh oh Christ. That was so that was the same thing. I had to impersonate porcelain. And um, did she, she did that, you? but well, um, I before I reached out to her because I was still terrified of her at that point in time. Um, I had I just kind of like I was like, oh, I can figure it out. So uh, there was a day where I was just kind of shoving random tube like things up my nose, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I remember I tried it with yarn, didn't work, that's a little too fuzzy. Um, <laughs> And then I tried it with uh, dental floss. So I was like, flossing, right? Of course. No, no, no. No, no, no. That little mint coating burns. That <laughs> <laughs> little mint coating burns. Oh, and then eventually the first thing I used was I had an old pair of iPhone headphones. And I cut <laughs> the ends off of it and like pulled out the wire and used that. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, and then eventually, Porcel was like, "Yeah, I just used like a catheter tube," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, I assumed it was like piano wire or something. Piano wire? Oh my goodness! What is she do? Gonna do like cut her face like from the inside out? I don't know. I don't know. This <laughs> Doesn't that add an extra <laughs> element of danger or some shit? <laughs> I mean, well, let me write that down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I watch way too many true crime shows to know that piano wire would slice right through your skin. Please, please add uh, in, uh, intestinal bleeding or uh, inside bleeding to your act. Yeah. Well, there what was one the... time I did it um, in Boston 
And I don't know what was going on that night. Probably some drugs. Um, and I had started bleeding from my nasal cavity as I was doing it. But I was like, this looks so fucking badass right now. Like, I am so into this. I wish this, wish this could happen every time. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't were. you also do a knife trick with your hand? Because I remember you oh, cutting yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah fucking I cut do, to uh, the feeling. Yeah, it's cut to the feeling. And I do the game where you stab a knife in between your fingers. But I um, recently stopped doing that number because I was like, this will be my second number of the night. And then I've had like two cocktails and I'm about to go on stage. <laughs> like, oh, <Right>. shit. <laughs> and that's, that how, and that's how you lost your index finger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did that heat once and I, you know, you get a little turnt at heat. Oh, yeah. Um, He's like, do you want a shot? Do you want I, a shot? Do you want a shot? Do you want a shot? Shout out to Estella Sweet. Hi, Stella. So that happened and I said yes to all those shots. Talk more into your microphone, I, Onyx. Oh, here we go. Can you hear me? Now I can. You were getting echoey. So, um, I'm in my bed currently, and I'm getting cozy. Oh, okay. Um, well, thank you for being so professional. I, did I am. I am. I'm in a gown, too, in an updo. <laughs> did, you, did you fall <laughs> asleep in drag like that bitch? Did you see that video of that bitch that fell asleep in, in drag and slept on live for three hours, and people tipped her like $2,000? <laughs> oh, yeah. In Florida? I saw that. I was like, fuck. We're recording Damn. this on Tuesday afternoon. Everyone's losing their shit about it on Facebook. <clears throat> yes. So, um, um, uh, Jeremiah, do you have anything else you want to uh, ask our lovely guests before we move on to our listener questions? Yeah. So Onyx and I actually work together fairly regularly with a little promotional company called Bird Events. We do brunches Ooh. across Philadelphia. And I wanted to kind of talk to you about how you got started with that. and Because you're one of the OGs, if I remember correctly. Because we oh, have a yeah. cast of like 15 girls now, I think. Or I should say 15 performers. Um, and I was just curious how that whole thing started, because at least working with you, you've been so great to me. So I, I like I wanted to understand what your journey was. So I remember it started. It was like two years ago, and it was me, Pi, um, Paula, and Dixie Cups. Oh, Dixie um, Cups! Yeah, Dixie Cups. Dixie still helps it, with the podcast by posting it online every single time for us because I'm illiterate and don't know how to do that. Shout out to Eric oh, Cedar. Oh, hi, Dixie. And um, it was just us four, and it was just at Latage. It was the only show that uh, Bird Events had, I think, besides Amateur Drag Night. Yeah. And I remember that was, those were some miserable brunches because we're just starting off. There's like six people there. Um <laughs> And there's nothing like a, a brunch where there's not that very many people and you're in a big room. <laughs> yeah. Like, where do I go? But it was great to see, like, each month we did it, it got, like, bigger, more people came, and then we started incorporating other venues involved. And now it's this whole brunch tycoon, and I'm so grateful to be part of it. Thank you, John Bird. Shout out to Bird Events. Shout um, out. Avid listener. Avid listener. Hi, John. I know. I was excited. This I was supposed to do all this stuff with John in April, and now I know we were supposed to work with Tammy Brown and Jackie Beat in April. <laughs> I literally could shed tears over the Tammy Brown thing. I know. I'm so mad. <laughs> and if fucking yeah, June, if fucking June gets canceled and I don't get to work with Varla Jean Merman, I will set Philadelphia on fire. That's all I'm saying. I'll just make sure I will find coronavirus in her house and beat her up. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I get to do one of the special guests shows in July. So I'm hoping all of this yeah. kind of rolls over. All right. So we're right at the 30 minute mark. So let's, ri- let's roll on in to our, um, our listener questions. One of them has kind of come up already. Um, Nate Kohler wanted to know our thoughts on drag families slash being a mentor or drag mother. Um, I personally don't have any drag family, but Onyx, you mentioned that you uh, have uh, several uh, drag mothers and I'm sure you've uh, raised some bastard drag children. So tell us about that. I have. So I have two drag mothers, Aloe Vera and Maria Topcap. Uh, my two lesbian lover moms. Um, and I have one darling, beautiful drag child, Plexi Glass. Um, my thoughts on drag families and children is, well, it like I feel like the origin of it was to really learn the art of drag because it was such like a underground secret thing. But nowadays with YouTube and stuff, you can really just never leave your house and or talk to yeah. anyone and learn how to do drag. Um, so I think a lot of like what drag families are and used to be is kind of lost because you see these queens that are like, I have 48 drag kids. Like, yeah. And I'm friends with two of them. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> that's why I've kind of stuck with my one um, bastard child and my two drag moms, but they have been very, very, very helpful and supportive and like gotten me gigs when I was starting. I remember the first night I started drag, I went to drag arena hosted by Aloe Vera. And I did not know that you had to set your face with powder after oh, doing your makeup. Okay. And I showed up just wet. <laughs> and Alok came just up like to me. Just like an oil painting? I really was. I really was. And Aloe came over to me. She's like, oh, honey. Oh, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. So it was from day one. And so I always say uh, Aloe got me the looks. And Maria's the one that watches my performances. And she's like, your feet were weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's at least when she's coherent. So good for her. Yeah, she's like, your arms move too much. You got to move your legs. You got to catch her in between bumps and she's fine. So <laughs> I love you. <laughs> love you, Maria. Uh, Jeremiah, do you have any uh, drag mother? I know you've had several people paint you. Have, have any of them taken you uh, under their wing? Um, it's It's been kind of like a, I'm like a pass, pass around kid, I guess. So like, uh, pass around party bottom. <laughs> yeah. But like, in terms of drag children, um, like Brooklyn will sometimes claim me. Satine will sometimes claim me. Sometimes no one will claim me. So like, I'm just uh, like, I'll reach out to Brooklyn and, uh, for like help for certain things. Like I'll send her a picture and say, Hey, you know, what do you think of this look? Or what do you think of yeah. this color combination? So I, I guess I'm like a, step drag child for some people <laughs> i have all and i've said this before i don't know if it was on this podcast or other stuff but i've said like i personally don't necessarily not that i don't believe but i don't really subscribe to the whole mother daughter family thing because me coming up in drag i kind of just made all of my decisions myself um i think it's easy with drag mothers and daughters and stuff to like for drag mothers, it's um, you can find. I feel like a lot of times established drag queens will see some like a new performer who either is doing well or has potential and like snag them or claim them, and then all of a sudden are claiming like part of their successes as their yeah. own. And it's like, let this child do her own fucking thing without you like trying to glom onto it. 
And then in the same aspect, like I feel like a lot of baby queens will latch themselves onto an established queen, um, say that I'm so-and-so's daughter and think that that comes with um, like, oh, well, suddenly you're not a baby queen who's been around for five minutes because someone took you under their wing. It's like you still have to earn your yeah. keep and make a name for yourself. I don't care that so-and-so gave you a wig and put you in their house. You still it does that doesn't fucking mean anything, at least in my book. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, too, as well. I think there is a lot of like, oh, this hot new young performer now, like, look, but they're in my house. So, yeah, it's like there's like a good. like a fucking claw machine. It's like up oh, mine now. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So, all right, let's see. Oh, Jennifer N. Wittick, shout out Ooh. to shout out to Iris's maid. Jen Wittick responded, "What <laughs> what have you all been doing to pass time? Question mark TV, movies, books, fun projects. Onyx, I know you're doing fourteen thousand um online drag competitions." <laughs> Yeah, um, I sure am. Yeah, I'm hosting the taboo one because uh, I'll do it for free. And <laughs> so you and, just um, did the Miss Couch Potato, and I see you just announced another one. We did, yes. And with uh, we have now doubled the prize to two hundred dollars. And what is this one? This one is um, oh god, what's it called? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> look, look back at the newsletter. I'm like, let me look on my phone real quick. What do we have? Uh, oh, it is um, binge-worthy. So we want people, it's like putting numbers together based on things that you've binged uh, while in quarantine. So that could be music, movies, food, porn, whatever whatever you're into. Um, and we have doubled the prize to $200. If you're interested, email events.taboo at gmail.com. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you've been watching or listening to, Onyx? Um. Today, I've been listening to Carly Rae Jepsen did a version of the Full House theme song, and I just can't get it out of my ears. Wasn't that for the Fuller House? <laughs> Wasn't that like the theme song to the spinoff? It is, and I am obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking idiot. Jeremiah, what are you uh, uh, doing to pass the time these days? Um, aside from all of the nerd shit that I've told you already, um, I'm yeah, we're not turning this into a nerd podcast again. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've done some video editing um, for some amateur projects, and I've had some folks reach out to see if I can help them with some uh, projects that they want to do professionally. So that's kind of taking off in a weird, unexpected, but creatively fulfilling way. So that's kind of been taking a, a lot of my time to try and learn a lot in a short amount of time for like social media and social media presence and how to do certain graphics and things when I'm not really like graphically inclined. Right. That's fun. Um, I watched a really good documentary last night. This is a very niche and it's going to send this into nerd podcast ter uh, territory, but um, <laughs> there is a documentary on Amazon prime called never surrender, never give up. And it's all about the making of that movie galaxy quest. Remember that movie with, um, <laughs> with Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. It's such a good movie. And um, <laughs> there's a documentary about how like originally like Harold Ramis from the ghostbusters was supposed to direct it. And then he dropped out and like, how like it's considered one of the best Star Trek movies of all time without it actually being Star Trek, but it's so like closely based on it. I, I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah, because isn't Alan Rickman's in it too? Exactly. Right? And they yeah, talk about like, like Alan Rickman was in that before 
any of the Harry Potters. So like everyone kind of thinks of him as Snape now, but like he was before that, he was one of the bad guys in the Die Hard movies. And yeah. this movie, he was like a big, like serious actor who did this like kids movie and like added bravo uh, bravado to it. It's very good. It's on Amazon Prime. Watch that. I remember he had that prosthetic on his head. Yes. He, and he hated it. They talk about that. The fact that he hated it. <laughs> so, he was also in Dogma. That was that was a good movie, too. Oh, he, he was in Dogma. Dogma. I forgot about that. Um, H. Hickmott wants to know, what are our favorite music videos? Ooh. I love, I love. I am a big Gaga fan as a 19th Philadelphia um, exactly. Gaga impersonator. I mean, you are the only one that performs in a t-shirt. I am, I am. You know, I really <laughs> like to go with all aspects of Gaga, her roundness. Yes. <laughs> I think all her videos, since I was watching the Judas video the other day that came out a couple, uh, like 10 years ago on Easter, whatever, and it is aged like a fine wine. It, has. it really has. Just the scene where she has the lipstick gun and just her getting just destroyed by a wave in that like kimono. I'm just, I'm in love. <laughs> uh, hands down, it's uh, Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again, and her Crazy Stop remix music video. Like, those set the tone for most pop music videos for the next like 20 years. So, like, this those is how are... old I am, but does anyone remember the, the MTV series called Making the Video? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Where, like, I specifically remember the episodes for um, uh, Dirty Pop uh, by NSYNC, where, like, Joey Fatone couldn't dance the dance break. So the choreographer had to be Joey Fatone in that, like, 15 second dance break. So if you pay attention to it, it goes from, like, being big, heavy set Joey Fatone down to this, like, little skinny twink with a painted on beard, then back to Joey <laughs> Fatone again. <laughs> Uh, I remember that. I remember the making. I have always loved the Mariah Carey Heartbreaker music video. Yes, where yes. Um, she's she's evil Mariah. And um, what was the other one? I think the I think the the Britney Spears uh, crazy um, stop remix was in that making the video show with Melissa with Melissa Joan Hart. Remember, she was in some movie. Oh my God! Yeah, called Drive Me Crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's um, what the whole, I love. That's what all the music video was based on. Um, also, yeah. with making the video, like, there's a whole thing about how a camera fell on Britney Spears's head during the "Oops, I Did It Again" shoot, and that's why her <laughs> bangs were covering her forehead because it gave her a scar. <laughs> and she's never been the same since. Yeah, I mean, it's all Cleo has that way. I love it. All right, mm -hmm. so I am the real Cesario, huge fan of the podcast. Uh, question, what cult classic movie do you want to turn into a drag show? Oh, my goodness. I, oh. I know my answer. I have been saying for years, and I wanted to do it this year, but then all this bullshit happened. I want to do a Steel Magnolias drag show, and I want to call it, Here Comes the Easter Bunny, and I want to do it around <laughs> Easter. <laughs> Because I love, I don't know why I just love that line. Here comes the Easter Bunny. Um, Steel Magnolias is hard though because the ending is so depressing. It's like, meh, I don't know how you do this in a in a drag setting without like making fun of the fact that yeah. someone dies. I don't know. You would have to yeah. play around with that. But um, I'd love to do that, and I would love to do. Um, um, Turnpike did like a tribute to Mommy Dearest, but I would love to do an actual like fully staged version of Mommy Dearest. Oh yeah, oh those are all good choices. 
I think like the have you ever seen the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Not in a long time, but yes. <laughs> I've of course that's do... of course that's where you would fucking go. I've always wanted to do a number where I just progressively get like grosser and grosser and grosser by the end of it and then become the fly. So Yep. <laughs> I feel like you're just you're just weeks away from making that occur. Honestly, by the end of quarantine. Exactly. Just don't shower between here and the end of quarantine. And I feel like you could just walk right on stage and do that. Well, I got some good news for you. We've already started that. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Jatemesh? Uh, I I don't know if it's been done yet or not, but I would say uh, bring it on. I would love to see like some sort of uh, reinterpretation (laughs) of drag, bring it on. Um, And then uh, like somebody redoing girls will be girls just because I don't think a lot of people know that. I love girls will be girls. Also, I think, has anyone anyone ever seen Muriel's Wedding? Oh no. Oh my God. Muriel's Wedding is so fucking good. And I would love to do a Muriel. A Muriel Heslop number from Pulpus Spit. All right. (laughs) Um, Scotty Cakes <laughs> wrote thoughts on gays making OnlyFans accounts, charging people fifteen dollars, and then not posting any nudes. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a very specific, um, and I'm sure it's probably yeah, they a sound read very angry. They sound yeah, like very angry. Well <laughs> and I'm like, sure that's a read on someone, but I don't. Ha- I haven't subscribed to any OnlyFans, so I wouldn't. Um, well, um, Do either of you subscribe to any OnlyFans? Someone who not. gets drunk and uh, then gets home at the end of the night and uh, goes on OnlyFans. Say what now? Then, say that again? Um, so oftentimes when I've had one or two, I'll go on OnlyFans and subscribe to about five to ten people. And then <laughs> I wonder why my bank account. I'm like, what did I spend $200 on? <laughs> You know, he, um, our, your avid listener does have a point here. I think some people's only fans are really, they're cultivating and actually doing like good work and putting out some new and interesting content out there. Like, you know, Aloe's only fans. Um, you mean, you mean Aaron Harley? Aaron Harley. I love that they all have, <laughs> they've all given themselves porno names now. I love it. Yeah, I'm like, if you're going to do OnlyFans, like, you know, understand people are like, I have no problem with people making OnlyFans. Like, if you got it, you know, right, do yeah. you, make that money. Exactly. But, you know, understand people are paying for this and subscribing. And if you want people to not unsubscribe and have, like, a monthly income, you got to, you know. You got to sit on that bit. road cone, bitch. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... like... I always make the joke that I'm going to start an OnlyFans where I just sit there and eat food and then I'm going to take off, like, a sock. But then... <laughs> At the same time, like, it's also like Gypsy Rose Lee. It's like, leave them wanting more. It's just a digital version. Well, it's like when people have, like, eight pictures of their butt. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is 20 okay. bucks. I think I can share this because I don't think it's anyone that we know. Um, <laughs> Sutton Fierce sent um, <laughs> a screenshot of a conversation that she had with some guy. I got to pull it up. Where she sent it to me, um, Anita Manhattan and Vinchel, where it's some guy was either on Twitter or on, oh my God, I got to find it, where it was this guy like showing off his hole and there was legit like poop in the hole. So Sutton like posted a gif (laughs) of Ron Swanson saying poop and the guy messaged, oh, here it is. It was on, uh... 
it was on yeah it was on twitter uh some guy like in a jock strap just like showing his hole <laughs> and with happy friday feeling my butt so here's some for you hashtag verse top realness hashtag she hairy <laughs> sutton replied with a picture of ron swanson from from parks and rec holding up a sign that says poop and then the guy messaged him and said hey yeah uh, thanks for saying something can you delete your ron swanson reply i deleted the main tweet but the response with my username still shows i guess i'm a little mortified but i guess shit happens lol <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. How do you not look at your whole pic before you post it? Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. But you so really, not make that sure that really you don't have poop on your butthole. <laughs> you're how, do you not, how do you not wipe until you're clean? <laughs> you know, these are trying times. Do you not check paper. to see if the toilet yeah, paper like... is clean? Oh my God. You know, if he was going for that audience, that's one thing. But if it's, if he does not attend that. And I love being an asshole and just posting a GIF that just says poop. Um, So then, our final question, since we're coming up on 50 minutes, is um, as always, it wouldn't be a drag podcast if we didn't talk about Drag Race. Um, Nate Kohler also asked Drag Race slash Dragula slash Camp Wanakiki question mark. Onyx, I'm sure you get asked a bajillion times if you would audition or do uh, Dragula. Um, I was, I do, I haven't yet to audition, but I want to audition for the next season. Uh, I don't know when that is because due to um, the, yeah, the virus, uh, they did post a little teaser thing, but then nothing happened. I do want to audition for Dragula because most of those, the extermination challenges. I'm like, oh, I have a number that fits. <laughs> You're like, I've already done this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it? Okay. <laughs> uh, that's like the skydiving one. People are like, oh my God, that's terrifying. I was like, skydiving is about $500. They just got a free skydive. Right, exactly. Like, and there's, is, like, there's like a professional strap to your back. Yeah, I'm like, that's lit. Yeah, I'm that fine with that. I was like, really, girl? You went through all of this and you're not going to jump out of a fucking plane? Like, really? It, 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 all you have to do, you don't have to do anything but fall. Like, really? Literally, they just kind of strap you on. They're like, here we go. Yeah, um, it's funny. Um, uh, Eric, Jaffe, and Sutton and I were talking, and they both auditioned for uh, Camp Wanakiki this upcoming oh, season. That, that's with for those who don't know what that right? is, it's on YouTube. It's supposed to be a competition for um, comedy queens or camp, quote unquote, camp queens. That's why it's called Camp Wanakiki. But they make them like live in a summer camp and like perform in drag. And I was just like, I was a Boy Scout. I don't know that I want to lug all of my shit to the woods and sleep in a cabin. I don't. I, I, I lived that part of my life. I don't know that I necessarily want to do that again. And I also, don't know about I've that. seen, you I've, get seen the first, your wigs. I've watched That'd the first gross. two seasons, right? I've watched the first two seasons on YouTube and they're a little awkward and painful. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh. Does Alyssa host it? What? Because it's with Alyssa Edwards, right? No, um, she, that was for some, that was for some like ad campaign she did. No, her, oh. this is, this is hosted by two, they're they're drag they're called the sugar baker sisters it's like cherry pie uh, not sherry pie <laughs> cherry pie <laughs> and apple brown betty um and they kind of look like uh miss richfield they both like wear black wigs with with glasses and they're like your camp counselors it's on youtube it's cute it's just like i don't know i don't know that i would want to go i don't know that the 
the means justify the 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 ends i don't know yeah i don't know about the wood and i've auditioned for <laughs> and i've auditioned for drag race five times and never gotten on so it's fine <laughs> it's the philly curse it's the philly. no one from philly will get on anything. have you ever auditioned <laughs> No, well, I once, like, I filled out, you know, it's the whole written part the of it. The 75-page questionnaire, yeah. I filled that out, then I got, like, the what you have to do for the videos, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was like, maybe, no. Just yeah, show no. us 34 <laughs> of your best runway looks, no repeats. Yeah. Literally, and, like, you, if you audition next year, you can't repeat again. I'm like, I think I have about 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that why, good. that's why certain drag queens, I'm like, bitch, you did not audition. You don't have 15 runway looks. I know that you don't. You don't have 15 wigs. Yeah. <laughs> and now I only have one wig. <laughs> I saw that you had one delivered. I did. I did have I did have another wig and I uh did something with it. Oh. <laughs> what did you do <laughs> to it? That. I tried to do like a space fun moment, but I have no wig head here and my brother didn't want to be my wig head, so we we're we're struggling. Oh my god. Um I feel like this could be a Dragula challenge. It's like you get two wigs. <laughs> And, and you have to go live with your parents for a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get one kimono from your mom's closet. Figure it out. <laughs> All right, kids, we need to wrap things up. Um, Onyx, is there anything you want to promote? Do you want to give us your social media information? I sure would. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Onyx on Dix. That is O-N-Y-X-O-N-D-Y-X. Um, you can also check out one of my digital drag competitions with B Reed, Cutthroat Queen. That's on Facebook at Cutthroat Queen. And if you just want to Venmo me for no reason, that is Onyx666. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Jeremiah, anything you want to promote or plug? Yeah, I have my uh, weekly Facebook live series called Grapes of Sass, where I just comment on shit that's bothering me that week and also uh, bring up what people don't want to talk about, but uh, they'll tell me about. And uh, I drink while I do it. So it's a good, fun time. And uh, I usually go longer than I'm expected to. And I make an ass out of myself, but uh, everybody enjoys it. So you get drunk and you make an ass of yourself. You are a Philly queen. Good for you. Oh, my God. I feel Basically, it's like a Saturday night at the bar. I just, just do it at my house. Just avoid Teaslers and you'll be fine. Um, oh, my <laughs> uh, so you can subscribe hit that subscribe button on this podcast we are trying to release new episodes every week on saturdays at noon that's bevelations on uh itunes and google play music you can also watch my facebook lives which are um my moments with moira tuesdays at five uh, where i dress and talk like moira rose while i drink wine for an hour and then on Fridays, I have my RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party. I think early next week, I've decided I'm going to um, watch the movie, the movie version of Cats for the first time and get drunk while I do it and just like go on Facebook Live and just live react to it while I'm dressed like a cat. So I might do that next week. So stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for that. <laughs> I figure I, I should record myself watching it the first time just because I... There's only the first time that you can see what I, what what that is, and then you can never go back. It's uh, like hopefully it's the version watching, where the cats It's like have being a part of an LSD trip, but not actually yeah. being on LSD. Yeah. Ooh. All right, kids. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, we're all gonna say bye, and then you all are not gonna hang up until I tell you you can. All right, so that we don't fuck this up. <laughs> you got it. All right. Tune in next week. Bye. 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 I'm like Jeremiah's <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs>